Hi and welcome to the Psyche Podcast where we discuss all things mindset, mental well-being and living your best life. I'm your host Hannah and I'm a mindset and mental well-being coach and founder of Psyche Coaching. Welcome and we hope you enjoy the show. Hi friends and welcome back. How are you doing today? I am doing good. I'm on another break from my coaching training that I'm doing this weekend, um, which I'm very much enjoying. Um, And uh, if you listened on Monday, you'll know I've got a special offer going on, which I will tell you about at the end. But one of the things that I've been thinking about as part of that, it was in our wellbeing roundup that we sent at the end of November. I'm trying to think what month we're in now. It's all a big blur. (laughs) But comparison and imposter syndrome, I guess, as well. I mean, I don't know about you, but I definitely fall into this habit of comparison and comparing myself to other people and and feeling like, um, who am I to be in whatever space and talking, etc. And a lot of that speaks to my own self-beliefs, limiting beliefs, and that kind of stuff. But I think it is such a common thing to make comparisons and to look at what we what we can see about someone, what they are presenting to the world, maybe, or even just our interpretation of what we see. And we can jump to these assumptions about what they are like and what their life is like and, and all of that. And I mention this because actually today's episode, we really are kind of exploring that a little bit with Angela who is an ex-NFL wife, and and she'll talk more about that. But I think we can look at certain types of people, particularly people who are celebrities, for example, and we can make judgments about what their life must look like because of everything we see. And I think even with the people around us, our friends, our family, uh, or people we work with, we can jump to to making judgments and when I say judgments I don't necessarily mean the kind of negative judgments about them but just the way that we think their lives are and then when we compare ourselves to that we can end up kind of beating ourselves up and feeling quite negative about our own life feeling quite negative about our own life because it doesn't match up in some way to to some kind of ideal or some other person's life and I think it can be quite a I don't know, a loop that we can get ourselves into or something. But I think that having this awareness of of kind of pausing and going, wait, <laughs> what am I thinking about this person? So, you know, think of an example of a time when you have done this and you've compared yourself to someone. And that could even be some kind of ideal of, um, I give myself, for example, so going into coaching, looking at another coach or even some kind of archetypal coach that doesn't exist and comparing myself to that ideal. Just pausing and thinking, like, is it true? And this is something that that I like to do that. Is it true? Because (laughs) sometimes it's not even true. Um, Is it helpful to be focusing on that? Is there anything that I can do about that thing? And if there is, then... Maybe in my comparison, there is a qualification, for example, or an accreditation, and that's kind of what I'm working on at the moment, that they have that I don't. And I think actually that is something that would be valuable. So thinking about it is, is maybe helpful. And what can I do about it? Well, I can look at getting that accreditation. But if it's something that I can't do anything about, then I can get into this negativity loop 
over something that actually is is beyond my control and and it can be hard to let go of those but it's not helpful to to stay in that space of, of obsessing over something that is outside of my control so is it true is it helpful can I do anything about it and then it's thinking am I going to do anything about it am I going to try and let it go that kind of thing I feel like there's another step when I've done this thing before but I think that's a, a good place to start um when we are thinking about comparison so that's what I've been thinking about and I'm really excited to share this conversation with you with Angela and I loved Angela's energy <laughs> I feel like from my energy which sometimes it's kind of fairly high energy for me I'm a Brit uh sometimes we're a bit more laid back anyway and I tend to I don't know have quite a, a, a chilled presence I guess most of the time that's how it feels to me I don't know how it feels to you Angela has such amazing, amazing energy. Uh, so it might be a bit of a, a flip of <laughs> the switch transitioning to that, but um, she is really passionate about what she does and about her message. Um, and so I'm really, really pleased to share that conversation with you now, and I'll be back super quickly afterwards. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. And I'm really happy to welcome this week's guest, Angela, to the podcast. So, Angela, welcome. And if you could introduce yourself to us and tell us a little bit about you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. I am so elated and excited <laughs> because, as we all know, we have to take care of our mental in order for everything else to really fall in place. I am Angela Marshall. Thank you so much for having my platform, which is not limited to the story and life of an ex-NFL wife. That's just a, a minor part of it um, or just a minimal part of it. But I am just a woman on a global mission to help people live vicariously through themselves. It is so important. And I would think even more so now with, you know, how we're being isolated in certain areas or certain parts of the world with the coronavirus, the pandemic and and whatnot, it is so important that we treat ourselves, treat our inner selves good, you know, better than that we acknowledge, we recognize ourselves. And that's what my platform really, really encourages. It encourages, you know, people to not look at other people's situations or their supposed lifestyles, like, you know, once upon a time, the lifestyle that I was in being a former NFL wife, supposed to be glitz and glamorous. And it incur I encourage people to really just enjoy and just walk into your own life, your own path, your own journey. And, you know, for as from a mental health standpoint, as you know, when we make comparisons against anything, it does. It tends to depress you. <laughs> Sometimes it can suppress you and oppress you. And we just don't want to we don't want to do that. We want to get away from that. And, and I just really want to exhort everyone to live through themselves. Mm, that's amazing amazing message and I think it's all right because we we do compare ourselves and usually you know for most of us it's to what we see on social media and that's um what is the saying that you're comparing your outtakes to someone else's show reel that idea of that most correct. people yeah show their best bits even sometimes you might see people who do that. Oh, I'm having such a bad day, but it's still like perfect picture. Like, oh, it's, it's such a hard day. And it's still a very curated way of presenting stuff. And then obviously when you're just comparing it to, <laughs> to every day, the not glamorous side of life, it's, it's easy, I think, to kind of get into that. That is correct. It's edited, it's filtered, it's cropped. 
And so that's why for a person like myself, who's really on this transparent journey, like I just put myself out there. If I'm having a bad day or if I'm having a day where I feel rejected or abandoned or not too good or, or challenged in an area, I'm forthright with it. But then more so important, it's how do I turn that obstacle into an opportunity, into a lesson for growth? So that's what's important, you know, but I think we've been conditioned as as a society, you know, you don't show your weakness and you don't, you know, you don't tell people when you or ask for help or when you're really not feeling your best the, the, in the famous words is always I'm fine or I'm OK. And we're really not. Mm. <laughs> and so I think people as as a culture, we really need to get over ourselves when it comes to that. And I'm not saying you got to blab that to you know, fake, fake Facebook friends or people that aren't necessarily in our close knit circle, but being able to just really understand that superwoman and superman has super friends. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so being able to reach out to them, you know, and just say, hey, I'm, I'm having a really difficult day. I need some help or I need, you know, just an outlet, I need you to just talk to me. So yeah, that's important. Just, <laughs> sorry, I'm a bit of a geek and your mention of superheroes took me somewhere have you seen the film shazam yes i have yeah. and like to to defeat the, the the bad guy he has to have his family and like the friends and he has to like tell them the truth and let them in and it's <laughs> hey no man and no woman is an island there's no such thing even though we would like to think that we're self-made we all stand on the shoulders or we stand beside or we have stood behind or we stand in, you know, in front and others have done the same thing for us to make sure that we get to the point to where we are now. There is no such thing as just the complete I now where I kind of, I don't know, uh, want people to really focus more so on themselves is when it comes to just having more of a meaningful life, because we do, we tend to pour into others so much we acknowledge them we recognize them we tell them what a wonderful job they're doing we love on them but yet still the face that i'm washing in the morning or i'm brushing my teeth or the first one that i see in the mirror i don't even acknowledge her <laughs> you know i don't say hey how are you angela angela you're beautiful angela you know you can do all things or or you're great and the, you know those are the things that i'm trying to really change and cultivate amongst people you know that are aware of my platform to just love yourself really love and dote on yourself believe in yourself and treat yourself equally as good as we treat everybody else <laughs> yeah absolutely i think yeah such an important message and and i'd love to hear a bit of your story uh, if that's okay of how, how you got here and you've and you've said about being a, an ex-nfl wife and you know we can maybe talk about your book as well but if you could share a little bit of your story of how you've um got to where you are to sharing this really important message absolutely i wrote um my autobiography which is the story and life of an ex-nfl wife i put it out there in the world because i was tired of the assessment of how people thought my life was like again as you just mentioned earlier being able to see pictures and you know things on tv and whatnot the finished product as i as i always say it's easy to think everything is you know this yellow brick road which is not and it hasn't been there there were so many down periods and valleys and just struggles that i endured until i just i wanted to put a stop to the stigma that, you know, sometimes what you see isn't necessarily all there is to see. 
So I wanted to make sure that people knew that, you know, through my struggles and, and through my trials and tribulations, I was able to triumph. I was able to overcome, which is so important because I think that just showing people one side of the coin, you know, it doesn't really necessarily tell the whole story. So I needed to get my story out my way. And we've had stories and, you know, there'll be stories after me that will say the same thing as far as we all, you know, have trials and we have difficulties and we have obstacles and different things that, that we're overcoming. The uniqueness with my story is that I actually had to face myself, forgive myself, and then force myself to live and live vicariously through myself in order to put this book, in order to put my book out. So once I, you know, put the book on the shelves and it was like, ah, you know, people are going to really pick you apart and they're going to, you know, start down that little rabbit hole that we sometimes do with being judgmental and, and critical of others, which I've had. I've, I've been accused of, of many different or a variety of things, should I say. However, the book for me has been so therapeutic. And then for others that have sent me, you know, countless messages as far as just how them reading it, it impacts their lives in a positive manner to know that anxiety, depression, um, you know, suicidal thoughts, different things that have uh, the world, societal pressures that really can kind of get deep down into our hearts and then manifest in our minds and just make us feel like our life is just so unimportant or, or like we're not worthy. And that is what I want people to stop. And so that's why I wrote the book and I actually had no intentions of being a public speaker or being a motivational <laughs> presenter regarding the book. However, a lot of organizations, um, you know, different groups picked it up, picked the book up and they wanted me to come and actually speak about my life. So that's how I ended up being on the different, you know, platforms, podcast shows, TV shows and, and radio shows across the globe. Mm. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm not an expert on NFL and some, <laughs> some of the words on the back where it's like cool and audible. It's like, oh, I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, you know, but, but I think, you know, with, uh, with things like the NFL and um, I guess the Premier League or something like UK and yeah. not exactly equivalent, but kind of, um, there are things that maybe have got that very glamorous perception and so for kind of outsiders it's very much we're saying about that comparison but we're we're naturally a bit like oh I want to kind of I want to know what that's like and there's so many judgments aren't there around oh well you're involved with that so your life must be like this and if it is like that then clearly you must be really happy and there must be absolutely nothing wrong in your life because you've got you've got money and that's all fab. Uh, would you say that's, <laughs> that's an accurate? <laughs> that is definitely an accurate perception. <laughs> but I don't think, I, I think it's for anyone that is in a position of power or anyone that has achieved or we think has achieved higher status, I guess, mm -hmm. than we have in life or, or like their life appears to be greater mm -hmm. than what ours is at the time. And I just say, you know, for that, it's like, we have to look at it as seasons. You know, we have four seasons and there are different things that, that people go through and money for people that have money 
that's not a problem, but it does not mean other things are not, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean that you can just throw money at, at any and everything and make it go away because no matter what, money cannot buy love, it cannot buy respect, and it cannot buy time. Those are the three things that I know it cannot buy. <laughs> now, it could, pro- it could probably buy, you know, some sort of uh, fake allegiance, but that does not mean that that person respects you, you know? So it's just very, I don't know, it's, it's, it's really touchy because we have been, as a society and as a culture as a whole, we've been talking about this forever. But I believe the magazines, the TV, you know, different things that glamorize that type of lifestyle or just glamorize people in general. Like you said, it could be social media famous where people post, post, post about different things about how, oh, look at me, my life is so amazing. But we really don't know the hardships that that person or the, the mental torment that that person is going through. And that's why I'm so stoked to be on your show because I'm like, oh my God, I get another another opportunity to really talk about just how important mental health is, mental awareness, mental toughness, what you plant into your mind, uh, you know, who you allow into your space that can affect your your mentality. All of that is so important. Like I have done, literally, I've done a 180 from how I once conducted myself um, mentally and emotionally, physically, socially, spiritually, financially from that very point. Mm -hmm. Different books that I'm reading now, motivational videos, music that I listen to, people that I, you know, allow into my circle. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. just like, you know, I'm kind of like the the young, the witch, I guess, on The Wiz where she said, don't nobody bring me no bad news. (laughs) me I'm like don't nobody bring me no bad negativity no bad vibes no bad energy and then I don't and then I have to check myself and make sure that I'm not giving off those as well Mm. it sounds like it's um it's being very and you said awareness which you know so I love to talk about the importance of awareness but but really being conscious and, and mindful of your space and and who's around you and checking in with yourself and being able to kind of vocalize what you need and reflect on it. And there was something you mentioned uh, in the book, which I think was before you got married, um, where you, you were kind of suppressing what you thought and kind of, so you're not using your voice. And so that's, that's quite interesting that now it's almost that you're, you're very aware of that and very conscious of what's around you and expressing that. Absolutely. You know, it's easy to lose your voice in a world that wants to speak for you, Mm. if that makes sense. And just about my entire life, that's what it was like, you know, because, of course, and, you know, I hope people take this in the right vein. I understand that parents have to guide us, you know, and then there's other people that are put in place that have to guide us. I think sometimes, though, some of those suggestions and the guidance that comes from them it kind of beats the person that who we truly are or who we are to become. It, it, it kind of forces us to hide behind, um, you know, what we really, really want to be and then be something that they want us to be. And that was the case for me for quite some time. I mean, it started very, very early. I was a light skinned um, African-American growing up in, a, in an all African-American uh, neighborhood and environment. And being light-skinned in the early 70s, it wasn't as 
for me anyway, it wasn't as prevalent as it is now, as far as, you know, with the diversity and everything. So I just didn't really get a good, I guess, um, a good feeling about myself because I always viewed myself as the different one. You know, I didn't look like anybody else. And so, of course, I got picked on. I got stereotyped. You know, they stigmatized me as far as I, I thought I was this or that or better than or whatever. So, of course, anytime you get those types of judgments against you or people saying those things, you feel like uh, maybe I need to, you know, belittle myself or dumb myself down. I guess that's a, a good choice of, of verbiage <laughs> or, or just kind of decrease myself. And so for the longest time, like, I didn't even want anybody to know, uh, you know, that I was former NFL wife or whatever. I mean, it was just any of my accomplishments or anything that I felt was going to make me stand out or be different from anybody else's. I just, gosh, I, I, I was afraid. I was scared. I was frightened. There's two sides to that because you go to from suppression to, oh, well, now I'm going to be boisterous. Yeah, yeah. You know, I did it. You become a mean girl. <laughs> of sorts, because you get tired of people picking on you or, or just putting, you know, these different assessments on you. And that's what was happening to me. So that's how I lost my voice. Because I always say when you don't define yourself, then you are confined to what other people want you to be. And that's what happened to me. <laughs> mm. Yeah. And because you said, um, I think the the impact of uh, people's judgments of your of your skin color was something that you reflected on because you had friends who were Caucasian as well, and so you've got obviously two kind of competing uh, perceptions there, and and two different ways of maybe feeling a bit different. Absolutely, and you're torn. It's like the ultimate torment. But here's the thing. I believe when we get so mentally strong and tough within ourselves. As opposed to, you know, people always saying, um, you know, don't think so highly of yourself or, you know, like you're supposed to be really modest in, in certain areas with yourself or, or you're perceived as vain. I believe that if we really poured that self-love into ourselves, into others, you know, being able to just dote on them more, that the mental toughness would be one that we can really, really handle anything that comes our way. But we're conflicted. We don't know what to think. You know, I had friends that were, you know, were this way and then friends that were that way um, as far as like in their thinking. And so I'm trying to morph. I'm trying to be a chameleon and just be whatever it is that they want me to be and leaving me out the most important piece. Because like I said, I don't know how many times I've said to people, um, what is the first thing that you do when you go into the bathroom or you look into the mirror? Because it's, it, you see you. Do you even acknowledge you? You know, I want to go on Facebook and I want to like a post, comment on a post. I want to comment on a picture. I want to send my sister, brother, cousin, or friend a, an uplifting text message. What do I do for me? What do I do just because to really fulfill me? Because honestly, I found, Hannah, that if you can't love and you can't respect you can't admire you can't adore um yourself you can't you can't effectively do that for others it's just not possible period because at some point you know either you get burnout or there's you know just a tendency for a little jealousy because it's like man you know i'm pumping into this person and nobody's really you know pumping back nobody's really energizing angela 
<laughs> you know, and then it becomes an issue. So that's why podcasts and shows and TV shows and, and you know, therapy, counseling concerning the mind is so important. And I wish all of us would just really take this role because without a strong mindset, it's like just being tossed to and fro. <laughs> and that's no that's a miserable way to live. Been there, done that, will not go back. I don't burn the t-shirt, put the glass, the glass on the side or whatever. I don't want that lifestyle anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so your um the you know the the kind of uh what's the word? catchphrase it's not the right word but <laughs> your uh, uh your message i guess for for helping people to to make this uh, transformation for themselves is about living vicariously through yourself so i wonder if you could speak a little bit about what that means what it looks like and how we can do it absolutely to live vicariously through yourself it just means knowing what you want why you want it and going forward no matter what you know, if if you like the color purple, it doesn't matter if no one else like the color purple. Wear the color purple with red and white polka dots, with yellow shoes and a blue hat, if you want to, if that's what's going to make you happy. You know, go into a field of doctor or lawyer or, you know, become a freelance photographer or whatever, because that's what you simply and and um, you know, you must do in order to fulfill yourself. Too many times we are living the lives, we're walking in the shoes that other people have sized up for us. And we must stop doing that, period, you know. So for me, once I turn the corner as far as facing myself, forgiving myself, and then forcing myself to just be all that I was created to be, it's like there was no stopping you know, and it, and it all started with me acknowledging who Angela truly was meant to be. And now I know who Angela was truly meant to be. Angela is a person who was meant to live vicariously, not only through herself, but also to just help impact, positively impact other people through my words, work, and wisdom. And that's pretty, you know, that's, that's a pretty bright light, should I say. And I'm proud of that. And I can honestly say that it's something that I can do um, very, very well now because of me really, really defining who I am and what I want to do in life. So living vicariously, you know, that's just being able to walk away from societal pressures and trends and styles and, you know, everything that they deem that's so important. If if there's something that you align with, by all means, add it into your life. But don't add it in just because of the famous days, you know, mm -hmm. the infamous days that control the world. And they can tell you you're important if you do this, where you're not important if you don't do this. You're important anyway. It doesn't matter. Like, like your light, your being, your uniqueness, your rareness, your originality, just the 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 artwork that you were created to be, nobody has that. Bottom line, I don't care. We can talk alike. We can, you know, compete. We can um, connect on the same topics and subjects, but there's still a uniqueness that is just, you know, only for Angela and then only for Hannah. Mm. Yeah, I think there's this um, this cycle, this kind of I don't know snowball 
um, I'm not very good with words today for some reason. So it's like a <laughs> snowball where you you start to um, to work on that, how you feel about yourself and loving yourself. And then when you feel more positive in your relationship with yourself, then you can kind of think more about the purpose that you have and go after it. And then you start to feel better about yourself. And then it just like, <laughs> it builds and it builds. Absolutely. But they're, they're so related, I think. Absolutely. It's all about forming really, really positive habits, um, routines. Uh, I guess you could throw the, throw the word ritual in there also, because it, it, it depends on you and what's going to make you your best and your blessed self. That's just the path. You know, that's just how I see it. For me, that's meditation, that's affirmations. It's motivational videos that I select on a, you know, on a, on a daily basis. Like I said before, music, I buy myself cards just because, just like I would walk in the store and buy something for Hannah and say, hey, you know, I'm so proud of you. I buy them for myself, sign them, write me a note, look at them, beaming with pride. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's not egotistical, but because we've been, you know, we've been conditioned and we've been programmed to think that loving on ourselves is, ooh, you know, that means you're selfish. No, it's not, you know. Uh, and, and there, of course there has to be a healthy balance. So I get it. I understand. I was once selfish too. So I, I get it, but it's all about having a really, really good, healthy balance. And that's where, you know, the mentality has to be really, really positive. It has to be really strong. Your circle, uh, you know, just everything that you allow into your space and into your energy that you're connected with it has to be something that is going to take you on a journey higher, you know, and not just kind of a roller coaster of, of ups and downs all the time. <laughs> mm. yeah, absolutely. And, and I think there's um, that, that thought that if we uh, look after ourselves and do these nice things for ourselves, that it's self-centered in some way. I think there was something you said earlier about putting ourselves on a level with other people and I think quite often for a lot of us we're like way down (laughs) way down other people are up there and it's not putting ourselves way above them it's just bringing ourselves up to that level and like you said if you would send a card to a friend or you would celebrate their successes it's just doing the same but I guess we're conditioned to not do it and so we tell ourselves it's it's selfish but yeah it's just leveling it out it's not that you're better than anyone else it's yeah the set of your equal equal yeah that's correct and well I think too there's this false perception of levels because people are thinking that it's kind of like first place second place or gold what is Mm -hmm. it gold silver and whatever however you have these boxes that you stand up on if you win first place to me that's not what levels you know that's not what levels equate I equate levels as where you are mentally how you articulate, where, how you speak, you know, in a positive or a negative manner, and then where your heart is. Those are different levels for me. So it's not about my life is up here and then somebody else is down there. You know, I don't, I just don't view, I view things in a more positive, uh, I guess, an optimistic outlook now that I know better. Mm-hmm. So when I'm telling people, hey, I'm leveling up, it's not about I'm leaving you down here on this second ladder rung. It's just that I'm still on that ladder. We're all on this ladder rung, you know, ladder rung that is the same, but it's mentally 
you know, emotionally, physically, those are the, the things that I level up in. Mm. So yeah, I, I get it. But uh, you know, when you're, when you are taught so many different things, you really believe in them until you see things with a different eye. You know, you have to really view, you have to view things through a really, really positive, uh, you know, mindset. My mentor posed a question to us some time ago. She asked every person on the call, you know, is the glass half empty or is the glass half full? There were several answers why it was half empty, why it was half full, and, you know, all of this trying to be politically correct. And I just simply said, I'm just thankful that something's in the glass. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it doesn't matter whether it's empty, half empty, half full. I have something in the glass, you know, mm -hmm. and that speaks a lot as far as to a really, really strengthened mindset because once upon a time, you know, I probably would be like, oh, it's almost empty. I got to hurry up and try to fill it. Or, or if, it, if it, you know, if it drains down, then I have nothing. And that's just such a defeating mindset. And I want people to really get away from any type of, of self-defeat, <laughs> anything that does not, you know, push you in the direction of your best self or your higher calling, your higher purpose, your higher walk, whatever that looks like. And I don't have the answer, you know, for that. Even when I speak to people and they're like, well, what is your tips for this? Or what is, what is your strategy for, for X, Y, Z? This is my strategy. But what I want you to do is I want you to take it and I want you to customize. I want you to personalize and individualize it for you because what fits for me is not going to fit for you, but you can take certain tips and, you know, steps and you definitely can make, you know, make it successful for you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we've got um, a similar thing here that we try and give people lots of ideas, but very much in a not prescriptive way. It's, you know, try them out. They might work for you. They might not, but sometimes hearing lots of ideas can, yeah, it can kind of um, prompt these, uh, this thinking for yourself and, and I always think, you know, if you try something, it doesn't work. That gives you useful information as well. Cause you can go, well, I didn't like that. Did I completely hate it or was it not quite <laughs> right? You know, and it, and it gives us useful information for figuring out that, that self-awareness. Um, and I do have a question. Yeah. I do have a question and a bit to ask you for some, uh, some tips for us to oh. think about, but I have okay. a few other set questions I'd love to ask you first. Okay. So the first one is what brings you joy in your life? Who would always, oh, one of the uh, great things that brings me joy is I have some amazing grandchildren. And for whatever reason, their hugs, their little arms, and, you know, just when they pour into me as far as beaming with pride, and not just about what they call, they affectionately call me Nunu. So not, not just what I do, but them just, oh, you know, Nunu, your hair's so pretty, or, oh, your shirt is this, or or whatever. It brings me so much joy um, just to have, and I'm not going to call it validation from them, but just to have the love from them, from my children, you know, from my family, from my circle, anything that, um, you know, kind of pours or plugs into helping me to be my best self. That's what, that's what brings me joy. So my grandchildren, they, they are, they are such a delight. <laughs> in my life that's for sure they keep me straight 
yeah kids are kids are great and i don't i don't have any children but having been a a teacher there's a brilliant thing particularly with younger children where they don't filter which sometimes is really funny because they'll say really things that um which you have to kind of take with a with a pinch of salt but they also are so expressive of the affection and the love as well because again they haven't haven't filtered that away whatever comes up come out yeah it's amazing there's there's a guy who um he does these videos with his well not actually with his daughter but it's this com- real conversations with his like two and a half year old three year old four year old but he acts them out with this fully grown man who's like dressed in the same outfit so it's just really funny the way it's delivered but like the conversations that he has with his daughter and she's just like completely blunt and um, really funny because yeah ch- yeah children are, are fantastic but yeah so full of joy and they are really connected to joy in a way that absolutely lose. yeah well and and we have to remember too that that most times they do not have the quote-unquote life beat out of them like we have at our age because we've gone through ups and downs and you know all this other kind of stuff they haven't really been exposed so they just enjoy being who they are mm-hmm. and i just love it you know because i want that's what i want more of yeah <laughs> you know it's just um just dawned on me uh probably not for the first time but you know we always talk about what we um teach our children and that but we often don't start to think about what they can teach us and I think like we've just said so much about you know being unapologetically yourself (laughs) that they are they are (laughs) oh awesome so my next question is what makes life meaningful for you meaningful that would be my platform being able to really exhort and encourage people to live through themselves be themselves enjoy themselves love themselves uh you know don't put yourself last put yourself first (laughs) so anytime that i have the opportunity to just speak or be that example for someone because I just had that not too long ago, which was probably one of my first uh, uh, emails that I received where a person had, a, had observed me for over a year and a half, wow. sat back quietly, watched my posts, watched videos, you know, different things that I would put out. And then he responded and said, you know, you are a brilliant person. You are authentic. You are genuine and you are a shining light. Now, I didn't take any of that as, you know, vain or egotistical to make my head blow up. What it made me realize was that I am truly not only talking the talk, but I'm walking the walk. So Mm -hmm. that was an amazing feeling for me. So just being able to be out front, even though, you know, a lot of times I'm in that crossfire, (laughs) you know, uh, from being picked apart for my platform or different things that I say or whatever, <laughs> you know, it just depends. Uh, you know, I still would not trade what I do, how I do it, why I'm doing, you know, what I'm doing. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Mm. Yeah, amazing. So we've touched on uh, kind of mental health and, and, um, and that as we've been speaking and the kind of overarching aim of the podcast or topic of the podcast is about mental wellness and, and mental well-being. And so I have two questions around this. So the first one is what does mental wellness mean to you? Mental wellness is always acknowledging 
myself first. I have to acknowledge me in order to acknowledge other people. So I'm going to make sure that I recognize when I'm not only when I'm having a, a great day, but when I'm having a bad day and I need to reach out for help because it makes a difference. You know, uh, I once upon a time, I would have actually been in a mindset of isolating myself until I got better <laughs> or until I felt better or until the problem was solved. But a lot of times, you know, we can't solve things on our own. We actually do need another set of eyes or we need that extra brain power to help us to do what we need to do. So from mm -hmm. that standpoint, it's just mental healthness to me is just, I am going to acknowledge Angela. I'm going to put me lovingly <laughs> and respectfully first so that I can do that. You know, I can do that for other people. Amazing. And then the follow-up is how you look after your own mental well-being. So kind of how you do it for yourself. Oh, there are multiple ways for me. Meditation, affirmations, the motivational videos that I put into my brain on purpose. So, you know, I do, I watch shows, different shows that may be a little, uh, you know, as some people may say, maybe a little questionable, questionable from time to time for entertainment, but I recognize that that's for entertainment. But I don't know, like, even the clothes that I wear, I put I make sure that whatever I want to attract, that's what I put into my mentality. So, you know, I have friends. I, I wish, you know, people could see. I have friends that send me different little trinket, trinkets to remember who I am and why I'm doing what I'm doing. Other business, you know, fellow uh, business owners, they send me different things for their businesses and I wear them or I always put them into my forefront just to make sure that I stay on top of why I'm doing what I'm doing and that it, you know, it brings me, mm, it brings me the, the source of positivity that I need so that I can continue. So mm -hmm. it's all about everything. I feel everything that you want to attract, you have to be, you have to become, and then you have to allow in your energy and your space. So anything that I don't want negativity wise or whatever, you know, whether it's reading material, it could be a person, it could be a place, it could be a thing, anything that makes my spirit or my energy like go low mm. <laughs> or it drains it, we negate it, we get rid of it. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And my next question is um, the other thing that we love to talk about a lot and something that you've mentioned uh, a couple of times, and it's a bit of a challenge. Uh, often for people can you describe your mindset okay my <laughs> mindset my mindset is one where okay I battle a lot with my mindset what I talk about um the most is how I overcame stumbling blocks to stepping stones and one thing that I believe that's crucial to the mindset is being able to go back and face certain things that pose as problems or, you know, being having a, a pessimistic outlook. And you have to deal with it like you have to overcome those things. So for me, my mindset, I would say it's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. <laughs> Hyde. 
I'm constantly battling with myself between good and bad, evil and, you know, right and wrong, just like everybody else. You know, it's no different. I'm not going to sit before you and say, oh, I'm positive Penny all the time. Uh, you know, I really try to, I really try to walk the walk as much as possible. But, you know, there are times when I fail horrifically <laughs> in mm -hmm. certain areas, but I don't wallow in it. You know, mm -hmm. I just move forward. So the mindset for me would be like, I'm just constantly at war with myself. And that's a good thing. And it's not like a worry or concern or like, you know, I don't know which way is up or which way to go. It's just that I think being able to acknowledge that there are certain things that, um, you know, certain dark times, dismal times, disconnected times that I'm able to come out on top or I'm able to, you know, just turn uh, that obstacle into a, a positive opportunity for myself. So that would be my mindset. It's just, she's, <laughs> I call her Lula. <laughs> mm. So that's like my alter ego. Her name is Lula. And we have these long talks about, you know, just different things, how to make my life better. And sometimes I have to just really shut her up and keep moving on. <laughs> mm. I guess being able to kind of acknowledge that side and um, that even if you have been humoring her for a while <laughs> not beating yourself up about it just being able to kind of recognize and go okay now we're going to come back to the, the ultimate goal is to always be free mm. and the the one piece that your audience and your viewers need to understand is that no one can give you freedom but you mm. It does not come from outside. I'm sorry. I don't know how, you know, I guess people think, oh, if I look this way, if I be this way, if I act this way, if I change this, if I get this degree, if I get this money, change my zip code, drive this car, you know, that gives me freedom. No, the freedom is mental. It's all in your mind. You have to decide to be free. So for me, I don't care. And I've said this thousands and, and probably a gazillion times. I don't care if I'm, you know, wearing Prada or Nada. I'm <laughs> fabulous. I don't care if I'm driving, you know, top of the line this or if I'm in uh, whatever. <laughs> you know, it's all about how I see and I perceive myself. That's what sets me free, not a societal trend or standard or, you know, their standards of beauty or success. I define success for myself. And I will say this, when you define success or you define who you want to be and why you want to be, you are no longer confined. It doesn't matter. I don't care if I walk out, you know, and I can be all dolled up one day and then the next day, you know, I may be, you know, hair all over the place or whatever, but it never discounts or de decreases the value of Angela. And that's what we have to fully, fully understand, period. But so many of us, our nails are chipped or this is how, or we get to run in our pantyhose or stockings or whatever. And, you know, we think, oh my God, it's like the worst thing ever. I can't dare let anybody see me. Or I, you know, I may have misspelled a word on a text. That's one of my pet peeves, by the way. It's like, you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> I feel just a slip of the thumb. I don't have to be that perfect. And see, it seems so, you know, trivial or it seems so humorous, 
but it really like some people really get mentally drawn into, oh, I misspelled a word or, oh, I didn't, you know, do such and such. And that and, and for whatever reason, that translates to them that either they're not pretty, they're not smart, they're dumb, they're, you know, whatever. But it does not detract away from your worth or your value. We're human. We make mistakes. Every person on this earth makes a mistake, period, probably daily. <laughs> yeah. Well, but when you were saying that, and you said about the chip nails, and I was like, oh, mine are chips, and I don't care. And you said about misspelling a word. I was like, all right, you got me. <laughs> you got me on that one. But, you know, like, you and I are laughing about it, but I'm serious. Like, I know people that will send me 30 follow-up text messages, like, with the little asterisk and then the right spelling of the word. And I'm like, I know what you were talking about. Like, direct that time somewhere else. That's so crazy. Why are you going, why are you going back into... Yeah, yeah, I do do that. (laughs) I do that, the little star, but not uh, not loads of times, which is oh, like, no, I do know how to spell that word. (laughs) Oh my god, Hannah, not you trust me, it is so not that serious. And I mean, it's it's a whoopsie, and you you made it, bam, we move on. (laughs) Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, my next question is my uh, my tips question. So uh, like I said, we're we're like a toolbox approach, which some people like that term, some people don't. But this idea of having lots of ideas that you can just kind of try out for yourself. So I ask everyone that comes on to leave us with between one and three top tips that they would recommend that we have a go at in our lives. So what are your top one to three tips? Well, I kind of, uh, you know, group them all into what I call my four D's. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or these are decide, which is so important. People don't understand that everything begins or ends with a decision. So we must decide if you want to be mentally strong, mentally tough, you want to get out of the ruts, you want a different course, uh, you know, of action in your life or whatever. It all starts and ends with a decision. And that decision has to be is in two categories. You're either going to make a decision that say must or a should. In the words of Tony Robbins, you will not get what you should, but you will get what you must. And I found that to be so profound because now when I make up my task list uh, in the morning on my agenda, my itineraries, and I put certain things that I must do for that day, do you know I get it done 100% of the time? If it's on the must, I get it done. If you know you must quit this or you must start this or you must do, you know, when it no longer is kind of that in between where you're still teetering, you get it done. So you have to decide. And then, of course, after you decide the next D, deal. You have to deal with everything that comes along with it. So that may look like from time to time, you know, like uh, if you're deciding I'm going to not eat chocolate chip cookies anymore. Of course, what's going to happen? Loads of chocolate chip cookies are going to come your way. Everybody's going to want to send you chocolate chip cookies for whatever reason. But you have to, you know, you have to deal with everything that comes along with that so that you stick with your decision, which is the first D, whatever that looks like. So it's decide, then you deal. Then the most important piece is determination. You have to be determined to, you know, achieve, to obtain, 
to attain all that you want in your life. If you want peace, if you want love, if you want respect, if you want, you know, a better job, a better this or whatever, you want to be a better mother, just a better person in general, only you can create that. Only you can give that to you, no one else. So you have to have the determination to put in the work, you know, to decide to deal, put in the work. And then ultimately the fourth D, which is, you know, the freedom piece, then it's that particular goal or that, um, you know, that what you're, you're trying to achieve is defeated. And you can move on to the next goal. You can move on to the next must. So I just look at things like stuff that I want to have in my life, like from a personal standpoint, how I want to be respected. I want to be loved. I want to be, you know, um, a good person, whatever. Those aren't optional for me. Those are priorities. So anytime you're able to prioritize, make things a priority and just keep telling yourself over and over again, this is not an option. This is something that I'm going to do in my life. This is something that I need. It's not a want. It's a need in my life. Then usually those four Ds will just fall into place. So it's decide, deal, determination, and defeat. And then that creates an amazing mindset <laughs> that's going to you know, open up to a fulfilled life for Y-O-U. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, thank you. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. And then my final, final question for you is where people can find you if they want to connect with you, if they want to grab a copy of your book, where can they find you online? Hey, thank you so much for having me on this amazing and much needed, should I say, show. Yeah, <laughs> you know, this should be plastered all over the place because everything begins in the mind. Everything. Mm -hmm. um, uh, my website is www.inotherwordsbystone.com. Of course, they can Google Angela Marshall. Uh, you know, my book is in, in just about every outlet you know, store-wise or, or online, known to man from being able to download it or purchase a soft cover copy. I am on every social media <laughs> platform known to man. So, you know, any, any way that, uh, you know, people can reach out to me, I'm there. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And we'll absolutely link in the show notes uh, and on social media so people can find you when uh, the episode comes out. Thank you so much, Angela. I've really enjoyed speaking with you and I love your energy uh, and your message. So thanks so much for coming and sharing it with us. Thank you. Thank you. It was great. So thanks again to Angela for joining us. And as I said, I, I really love Angela's message of really just thinking about making the most out of your life and looking after yourself and showing up for yourself and separating from from that comparison so I'm really thankful that that she joined us and and shared that and for myself that is something an ongoing journey <laughs> thinking about looking after myself and uh, and all of that speaking of gratitude as I mentioned being grateful to Angela for joining us we do have a freebie on our website of a gratitude journal that you can download if you sign up to our newsletter and our newsletter absolutely is just once a month we will never email you more than once a week and it's all about helping you overcome that overwhelm not adding to it and that's something I quite strongly believe in um so 
one, if you're interested in getting our monthly wellbeing roundup on the final Friday of the month, head on over and sign up. And if you want to grab a copy of your gratitude journal, then do so. And it's www.psykehe.co.uk. So head on over to there. And I mentioned about coaching and about getting this accreditation. And part of that, I have a special offer running. If you are, whether this is your first time here or you've been listening for a while and you think that you might be interested in working with me as a coach and particularly transformational coaching. Um, so I mean, really coaching, it's, it's kind of what you bring into the space, whatever you want to work on for yourself. So whatever that looks like. And if you're just like, oh, I don't know what really what coaching is and how it, how it might help me or any of that stuff. My offer that I've got is six coaching sessions of up to an hour for £150. If you want to find out more, uh, whether you're like, yes, sign me up, or you're just like, oh, I don't know, tell me more about coaching, then just drop me an email. And my email is hannah, H-A-N-N-A-H-S, at psyche, P-S-Y-K-H-E.co.uk. And we can arrange an initial, just a chat really, to kind of see what it is that, um, just talk about coaching, what it is you might want to get from it. And to like a chemistry test, not in an educational format, <laughs> but just to see like if we get on because something I very firmly believe about coaching and therapy and and everything I guess on the podcast is it's very individual and so not every coach is going to be the right coach for you not every therapist is going to be the right therapist for you not every podcast is going to be the right podcast for you and if you're here and you're listening then hopefully this is one that is right for you that you enjoy I mean I listen to several podcasts so I don't think it's a <laughs> just a one one size uh, or one one show type deal um but yes if you are interested in finding out more working with me then please do drop me an email as always please do rate and review the show I'm still buzzing about the fact that we've hit 25 star reviews on iTunes so thank you to everyone for that it really does help us to reach more people and spread the message that we have on the show so please do continue to do that and to share the episode with people if you've really enjoyed it. And actually, talking about the coaching offer, it might be that you've already got a coach or you're not really interested, but you know someone who possibly might be interested. So please do let them know as well. That's everything. I will be back next week with another episode. I'm very excited about, well, I'm always excited to be honest about the show, but uh, I'll be out next week. I hope you have a good week. Please do take care of yourself think about how you are making the most of your life and really embodying Angela's message and as always be kind to yourself and I'll speak to you on Monday take care bye